You are listening to A Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. A Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Colin, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. We're gone! (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are are back with another episode. Isaac, it's been... It's been a kind of a busy couple of weeks. How you been, man? Yeah, it's been busy, but it's been good. You know, for me, tennis is picking up, so so that's a lot of fun. Learning a lot in classes. Um, enjoy. Looking forward to spring break, though. Oh man, that that date is just kind of like circled in my mind, and yeah. all I can think about right now is. And we're getting out a little earlier for us with master's classes. Ooh, that's true. So that's good, and you get to go back to that dust bowl. That is true. I get to be dusty again. <laughs> go back to Oklahoma and. <laughs> Man, eat dust all the time. That's good. That's good. But uh, who do we have today? You know, we have none other than a really good friend. Really good friend. Prayer warrior, actually. Prayer warrior. The luscious locks. Oh, kind of like Trevor Lawrence. Everything in between. Yeah. Micah Corhorn. Micah Corhorn. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Micah. Ooh. Wow. Just give a quick introduction for the people listening of who you are. Yep. Yep, Micah Colhorn. I am a sophomore youth ministry major here. I am not an athlete here, but I suck up all the intramurals that I can. <laughs> Let's see. Post Hodson resident, current chem resident. And that is the foundation of my life here at Indiana Wesleyan University. I have one question. Go for it. This is all I care about for this podcast. No. Uh, in intramurals, have you been in a fight or almost no. gotten into one? Mm, no, I wouldn't say so. Have you I've, seen one? <laughs> I've seen some pushing and shoving. Okay. Um, I've seen some mad players. Some dude tripped over me the other week, and he seemed pretty mad. But, like, I don't know. That's the closest thing I've gotten to violence. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Micah may be one of the most passive people I've passive. met. While also at the same time, like, passive in the sense of not aggressive. You know what I mean? But... In the moment when something crosses something he believes, he's like, hold up. Yeah. Hold up. It's more we like the, the pacifist mentality, right? I don't But like, not passive. Not because passive just allowing things to just happen. You know, men men and women, we're supposed to be active. Passive is just, just, just a, leads to sin. So thanks for calling him I out. Just on find that. the happy meaning. Conviction. Passive aggressive. That's <laughs> where I go to. No, but Micah, we're so pumped to have you on here. Uh, and as you can tell, I mean, we like to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, good relation here, but yeah, we're here to talk about your calling and what God has done. And so to find the, the truth and the beauty in that, that it reveals of God's character and his heart for people listening. So yeah. without further ado, will you just take us, take us there? Take us there, man. Yeah. As, as far back as you want and as much detail. All right. Yeah. So like I said, youth ministry major, that has not been, uh, a short time coming my my dad was a youth pastor when I was born, youth pastor for first 10 years of my life, I believe. Um, he's currently a discipleship pastor, but 
So youth ministry has been in my life uh, for a long time. Ministry has been in my family line. I've got a grandpa who's a pastor, was a youth pastor at some point. So ministry has always been just sort of a foundation. But as a kid, I thought I was going to be youth pastor because it's just what my dad did. And I was always hanging out with him uh, at the youth group events. So I played games with them and all that stuff. It just seemed fun, seemed cool. Get to hang out with teenagers, get to play games. You know, so I was going to be a youth pastor. Let's see. So then I stepped into high school and I had this weird, this weird period where it wasn't necessarily rebellion against what my dad was doing because me and him never had like issues or anything. But I was just like, I, I want to go away from the status quo. I don't want to be a youth pastor because I don't want to look like I'm just following in my dad's footsteps, you know? Uh, so I, I thought about opening my own barbershop at one point. I cut <laughs> yeah. barbershop. I, I cut I cut hair for my dad, my my brother a couple of times, a couple of friends. I cut my own hair. And, hey. and I was like, I was like, this is gonna be a thing. I even <laughs> I not even for had, a minute though, yeah, you yeah. cut it. I haven't I had an interview. Yeah, obviously that's that's changed. <laughs> I had an interview with some dude from a barbershop, and he, he was going to tell me what type of clippers I should buy and all that stuff. So I was in for about three months, you know? And then I realized one day it's just going to be me every single day, <laughs> up and down, cutting hair. And I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. So then my mind went to like, okay, maybe like exercise science, you know, like I like working out or like, you know, and as a kid, I want to be like a, NFL player in sixth grade. I want to be an NBA player in eighth grade. I want to be a professional golfer in high school. We see where I am today. <laughs> I, 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 Not I, intramural yep. legend. Not a, I, I stick to the intramurals. But so it just got to this point where I was like, oh, there's nothing else I could see myself doing every day for the rest of my life other than youth ministry that, that would make me feel like somewhat passionate about it. And so it sort of came from like, having that foundation of like possibly youth ministry and stepping away from that, but then realizing like, no, like youth ministry is the one thing I could see myself going to day by day and having some sort of like passion and desire there. Like there is, I saw purpose there. I mean, and I'm sure you guys can relate to that of like, it's going to be different week by week. It's going to be different, different challenges, new students to talk to new kids. You know, every year you bring in new, you graduate old students, you bring in new students. It's just like, there's going to be so much change. There's going to be so many challenges. And like, well, I know there's going to be a lot of difficult challenges. I just know how much it's going to challenge me too. So like, it started with me just being like, this is what I'm, what I could see myself doing week by week and actually having like a desire and a passion for and enjoy it. You know, I don't want to go to my job every day and just be waiting until I can leave. I want to see the passion. So I saw that there. Um, and then it goes deeper to where throughout high school, I personally struggled with um, the battle of being a Christian in a public school and really always having that battle between my faith and wanting to like live for God, but also like wanting to be a part of the world. And so there's always a draw to just be a part of what everybody else is doing, cussing, drinking, smoking, whatever it may be. And then there's also that, that draw of like the conviction anytime I did like start walking away from the Lord, that conviction. So I had that internal wrestle. And then I also had the internal wrestle of trying to impress other people and find my identity in other people. Um, sophomore year was wor- the worst year of high school for me because I would, I remember going to school on days with like this goal in mind. I'm going to try 
exceptionally hard to put myself out there and talk to the coolest people, in my opinion, who I thought were the coolest people and that sort of thing. And just like, which instead, one, didn't make me any cooler. It didn't make people like me anymore. Actually, it caused them to, like, they could recognize how much I was trying. Yeah, and desperate. Then, yeah, Jeez. yeah, they could see the desperation by software here. And then um, it just caused so much more insecurity. And, like, I was trying to find my identity and what people thought about me. And so then, then like, junior, senior year got better. I found better friends, and I started, like, growing my faith a little bit more. That's when I received my my calling to youth ministry. And it got better, but then I started looking back, and my passion comes from understanding my my struggles in high school uh, with insecurity and that being a Christian in a public school and in a world that really pushes for things that aren't necessarily in the Christian Christian standard, you know. And I feel like high school, middle school, those teenage years are like the most foundational and transformational years of somebody's lives. And I think, that, like, statistically, that can even be proven. And it's like, I I believe I want to be a part of helping kids understand, like, what one, what I've went through, because I, I know it firsthand. And, like, helping them to see that they do not need to find their identity in, in others um, or just in anything else. But, like, just that day-to-day battle of being a Christian in public school and, like, trying to find your identity elsewhere. So that's where my passion is, like, really wanting to help kids in that, in that time where they can be transformed or trying to figure out who they are, trying to figure out who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I would wow. say that's my passion going into it now is just like knowing my struggle and not wanting to see others struggle that same way or like as they struggle, being somebody there firsthand for them to help them. Yeah, that uh, that's a theme in a lot of people's lives. I mean, even in, in the secular world too, when you talk to people of like why they, a lot of people say, um, want to go into social work is because a lot of the things that uh, people are struggling with there is something that they struggle with, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be yeah. counselors or yeah. something like that. Not all the times. I'm not saying that has to be True. the case. Right. But then I also know people in the Christian world where it's like your testimony, a lot of times the belief is, man, I go through something so that way when somebody mm-hmm. is going through the same thing, I can walk alongside mm-hmm. them. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. from my story with the injury from sports, there's so many people here that like somebody texted me the other day and was like, hey, can I send you a contact to reach out because they're going through what you went through mm-hmm. and I just think that'd be cool. Like, it's a beautiful thing to see yeah. where things were more, most formative in our lives. Sometimes the, most, the hardest things yeah. is what exactly like God wants to use in our lives oh, for to, sure. to help others that are that are in that as well to Definitely. point to God. Yeah. yeah, and I remember like as I've grown in my passion of sexuality, like, educating people on biblical sexual ethics. Like it, it came out of a lack of when I was growing up. And there's like, there's situations where, and Isaac and I talked about this, to where Isaac will have someone talk to them and be like, hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this in my relationship or whatever. And you're like, go talk to Noah. Like, cause, yeah. Not because Isaac's not equipped to answer that, but because like, it's family fruits, bro. Like mm-hmm. if there's certain mm-hmm. things that Isaac is passionate about and really good at talking about, I'm be like, Go talk to Isaac. Like, I can't do justice to what Isaac's been through. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I was also thinking, like, with with your call of ministry, you mentioned, like, your, you said junior year, right? Your call of ministry, is that kind of what happened? Yeah, about junior year. Was it one of those snap of a finger, oh, God just said, boom, you're in ministry? Or was it, like, a progressive kind of call, if that makes sense? Yeah, it was definitely more progressive, like I said, 
going from a kid wanting to be youth ministry, sort of stepping away from that. And it just slowly through progress of realizing there's nothing else I mm. see myself doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. Coming back to youth ministry. And I think that came with also me growing closer to the Lord um, in my own walk of faith. I think youth ministry came along with that, mm. you know. That makes sense. Mm. So after your junior year of high school, you still had your senior year. What was that senior year like? Still a struggle at times, uh, but it, it was the best year of high school for me because I, while while there were moments of insecurity or moments where I, I could see myself trying, trying a little too hard to be with people who, or like impress people or whatever, is not nearly as much as my sophomore year. And and I honestly I stopped trying to be be with be liked by people who honestly I shouldn't want to be be accompanied with because mm-hmm. they weren't going to be good influences on me. And that's right. one realization I came to. I was like I'm trying to I'm trying to impress and be be friends with these people who are just going to be terrible influences on me and my faith. I'm like I don't want that. So I stopped I stopped trying. I found mm-hmm. I found the few people who were also Christians or at least like um, pretty good moral people who weren't who weren't going to push me in the wrong direction. I just hung out with them, the people who made me feel uh, most comfortable in my wow. own skin, and I just started hanging out with them. And my my senior year was just so much more freeing and fun, and and I felt like I felt like I was finally living out my Christian faith in a public school in a way where um, I wasn't going against my own conscience and um, convictions. It wasn't always perfect, but majority of the time I was able to like go to school every day without, without, like I knew where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I had a sense of direction at that point. Sophomore year, I was still finding myself. Senior year, I had a sense of direction. I want to be youth ministry. I'm going to pursue my relationship with the Lord, not people, and it changed a lot. Dang, that's so good. And <laughs> it's kind of funny um, when we look at all the things that we pursue, and so many times, like, why would I even want to pursue that? Like, if yeah. I got that. Yeah. It would it wouldn't even be good. Mm-hmm. And I thought of when you're talking about the group of friends, it's like bad bad company corrupts good character, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that's a lot of like you look at the theme. We're talking about like Old Testament times and um, why the Lord didn't want them to um, get married to like pe- women of other nations and stuff. It's not necessarily to do with race or ethnicity, but the sake of their culture and their mm-hmm. community would corrupt the people of God. Mm. And so um, that's a beautiful thing. But what's that one quote that talks about, you know, my biggest fear is to succeed or get all the things that don't matter in life. Mm. You know what I mean? All the wrong Mm. things. So that's that's amazing. Now talk about your transition. Like you're going to youth ministry. Um, When you were coming into college here, you're coming here, right? Mm -hmm. What, What expectations did you have that were met and ones that were changed when you came here? disappointing or exciting like what all was that like yeah um i think the biggest surprise and sort of almost frustration a little bit was how many books i had to read (laughs) (laughs) and not being one who loves to read books i was like oh man in my youth ministry am i going to be expected to read like books every single day you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) is that what it's going to be and like Yes and no is what the conclusion I've come to is. But 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 I've learned, okay, with the books, I've learned, like, there's so many good books. I've grown into, like, being like, wow, there's some, like, smart people out there who wrote 
some good books and you could gain something from yeah this. you could gain something from <laughs> those so at first i was like dang like this is a lot could i do this and and luckily i've grown into being like yeah yeah i think i can i think i can mm. um and also like in high school originally it was you know how i, I talked about coming from my insecurities or whatever so there's a sense of like wanting to help people and in their insecurities and stuff and it went from more of like uh me being there for like as their counselor or like therapist sort of thing to realizing that i needed to have like a secure faith of my own and be grounded in my own faith um biblically and theologically and stuff like that so that i have that good strong foundation um and it's not like my foundation is theology but like my foundation is christ but at least having that ground through through my Bible classes and all that of that and the knowledge, um, the wisdom from the readings and from the professors that has allowed me to see that that's going to be so beneficial when I am, say, counseling my students through through the issues and stuff. It's much more than just you know therapy. It's it's me pointing them in every scenario back to Christ through what I'm learning mm. here. So it's kind of changed from I remember the the stereotype like when I was interning at my church and it was just like yeah youth pastors just Pizza and video games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I could do that for my life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then coming here and realizing, oh, shoot, like, we need to be biblically yeah. grounded, mm-hmm. knowing what this says. And we're not just there just to be counselors, listen to your life, and helping give motivational speeches or something like that, but yeah. biblical truths. And so I hear this tension of, like, thinking about just practical, practically helping people live yeah. versus, like, this education side that we get taught here. And so what have you learned has been like super beneficial from coming to school to be a minister? Because I think there's a lot of people who question the value of coming to school to be a minister and to go out and do practical, practical work in the church. So has your experience been good Mm. and negative? Mm. Like what are the positives of coming to college and learning and maybe some of the negatives as well that you've experienced? I mean, not to step on the negatives first at all, but I mean, like there's obviously... There's obviously some times where it's like you feel like you can be so consumed by the amount of schoolwork you have and the busyness of it that you forget that you're you're like a you're a missionary right now, you know, mm. to where it can be easy to look two years from now and be like, I'm going to be youth pastor in two years and then I'll start pouring into the lives of teenagers and stuff. And it can be easy to get caught up in that and forget like right now I need to be doing things wow. um, as well. Mm. Um that's a negative. So like, yeah, just being too consumed by the amount of schoolwork or becoming almost idolizing the the ministry classes you're in and getting all this knowledge when you need to be like also using that right, right here and now, not just for the future. Um, but then there's so many positives. I mean, I've learned so much just in all of my ministry classes, just whether that be knowledge-wise or just like seeing how the professors are able to take their knowledge, but also just be so real in the classrooms mm, and be so one-on-one and relational with their mm. students. And yeah, some of the professors, I'm like, they're like teaching us so much, but I feel like I have a relationship with them. I feel like I can laugh with them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And and I'm able to see the practicality they live out of like so much. I know they have so much knowledge up here, but they're, they're just so like relational with yeah. us. To see, to see like theology 
and you understand the Bible and going to your head, but then understand how it affects people's hearts and how they actually live. They, yeah. the professors here do an amazing job at yeah. that. And so, yeah, that's a shout out to like Iwu and the professors here. Yeah. Love it. And I've heard so many things like we come to class and I have a personal relationship with every single professor I have. Yeah. Yeah. I can get coffee with them. I can share what I'm struggling with. Yeah. And it's, it's like not academics. It's yeah. them hearing my heart. They have yeah. such mm. pastors hearts. And so I talk to my friends at bigger schools and I'm like, yeah, I, my professors don't even know my name. Just a number. And I'm like, they know about my story. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they ask me about, about my family and about tennis and about my girlfriend and all these things. And it's, yeah. Yeah, they show you how academics yeah. and the practicality and theology and just your your love for people and pastor's heart can yeah. all work together. Yeah, and you mentioned a negative and you said that the schoolwork sometimes is kind of frustrating, right? Something I've, I've thought about in college is I'm glad we have those quote-unquote weed-out classes in ministry because I don't want to put someone through a program where they learn how to be a pastor to be in to be in ministry for three years and realize, oh, actually, I'm I'm not called to this. Mm. Like I'm, I, this is not, this is not what I'm supposed to do in in, mm -hmm. in, yeah. in my life, right? And and so I'm grateful for those harder classes and for yeah for the workload sometimes. Yeah. Of course, I I'm like, gosh, I have to do another assignment. You know what I mean? Like I just want to go out there and do it. But yeah. I think there is some beauty in that grind. Like it does teach you a lot. And mm -hmm. something else that we like to ask people on this podcast is, is advice because everyone's story is different as you've like, yours is very different than, than Isaac and I's and from everybody else that's been on this podcast. And we all have different perspectives on things. And so what's like a piece of advice that, that you would give to either someone that's going to pursue ministry, someone that's in ministry or people that have been in ministry for a long time. Like what's, what's a piece of advice that you would give to them? <laughs> um i think a good way to frame it is just think about your life and what's the truth god has taught you mm. yeah yeah i think i think the biggest thing for me has been the people in my life you know having surrounding myself with people like you two and like my roommates and stuff who i can go to if i'm struggling um but I can also go to if good things are happening and I just want to talk about the awesome things that are going on. People who push me in my faith and pray for me and challenge me. I think that's been the most beneficial thing um, is just who you surround yourself with. And junior, senior year, I surrounded myself with better people and that's when things started to change. Um, so yeah, I truthfully think if I didn't have like solid Christians in my life, solid friends in my life who push me on my faith, but also have just like a great friendship with me. I don't know yeah. where I'd be right now, you know, but for God putting them in my life. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's the, it's the simple truth of community. Yeah. We're yeah. created for community, you know? Yeah. And a lot of things that the early church did was in community. They were sent out in two with the disciples as well. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. doing life with one another. And I love what you said, like mourn with those who mourn and celebrate with those who celebrate. It's so mm. one of my favorite things is having those people. Where I know I want to tell them something that's awesome that's gone in my life, mm -hmm. something amazing, because they'll celebrate with me and not see it as like a look at this blessing I have as like some prideful thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to celebrate with people, but those same people are ones that I can go to. Yeah. Like, dude, this and sucks. And it's <laughs> not a pity party. It's them being able to just sit there with me. Yeah. 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 And to add into that, I think when it comes to that, to finding those people, one, it takes praying, just like ask the Lord to bring people like that into your life. But it also takes intentionality. 
you can't just like sit back and expect somebody to come up to you and be like hey do you want to be my friend and i'll pray for you and like (laughs) we're just gonna you know what i mean like most times those don't work if you're intentional about the type of people you want to be with eventually you're going to get to a point where you are able to find some solid christian friends you know but it takes prayer asking the lord to guide you and then Mm. intentionality facts yeah and i was thinking about this morning there were six of us so at here at Indian Wesleyan, we have a coffee shop called Macan. And the six guys, we gathered for prayer this morning. And then we, I guess it's seven and then one percent class. But six of us went to Macan afterwards. And we just like circled around a table and we just had like true joy. Like yeah. true fellowship, true community. And it was literally so much fun. Like the stuff so that funny. we say, the stuff that we do is just so <laughs> stupid. But it's all like good, clean Christian fun, which yeah. I think is what Mike is kind of hinting at here. Like, yeah. And you you mentioned earlier, bad company corrupts good morals. Like that that is is a reason so why true. it's in scripture, right? Like <laughs> it, it's truth, right? And so, yeah. I think that's so completely accurate. And I, Micah, thank you so much for just taking some time. Oh, thank you. Get yes, extra claps. Thank yeah. you so much for for taking some time out of your busy schedule mm-hmm. and for the lunch hour to come and and share about your calling. So. <laughs> For all those that are still listening, thank you. Thank you for staying tuned. We we really appreciate it, and we got more episodes coming out soon. So, yeah. yeah. See you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Adios. Adios. We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank the Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, Visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at thecalledcollective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.